Hail and welcome to The Heathen and the Witch, an intentional podcast about inclusive Norse paganism in witchcraft. Join us and listen to our stories about the ways in which the divine move through our modern daily lives. We're your hosts, Raven and Owl. Listen in wherever and however you are as we create sacred space, tell stories, and build a connection between us and the divine. Fallen slain, keeper of Brizing's necklace, Gaffin, giver of prosperity, master of save, builder of boundaries, enlighten us, O great goddess of the Vanir, to feminine rage, fury, and might. Give us the strength to speak out against those who cross our boundaries, fuel our passion, redden our bodies with immaculate love. Hail Freya. Welcome to our second episode of the Heathen and the Witch podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Freya and self-care and how it relates to our practice. This is the first of two episodes that we're going to be talking about self-care because it's just such an enormous topic. So how have you been? Oh, you know... I'm trying to think of the last time that we recorded, and I think the last time we recorded, I was like about to go to another job, and now I don't even go to that job, and <laughs> so I have yeah. another job offer. I've been trying to leave my current workplace for a long time. It's been really hard because I feel like I've kind of felt obligated to stay there, so I no longer really feel that way, and kind of just kind of throwing everyone else to the wolves (laughs) sometimes you got it though it's um it's been a really shitty process and a lot of shitty things have happened like i lost my chicken um i really love that chicken and it's silly to grieve over a chicken but it's not silly her yeah that's (laughs) not silly at all chicken it's uh not gonna lie it's been a really hard month and some change it's uh it, it only really has just started to look up with the new job hopefully that i i'm actually pretty excited to start um when do you start exactly did you officially get it yeah i got it oh, i'm gonna good. start when i come back from seeing you nice so. that's exciting yeah. i'm really happy for you yeah yeah it's been kind um, of a month here too honestly it's just been I got that promotion and I really, really like what I'm doing, but there are just so many little pieces that need to be done. And I've made a couple of not great mess ups, which nobody's mad at me for, but I'm like kicking myself for. And, um, it's just been, it's been a lot. This, this past week has just been exhausting. I'm not used to working so many hours And doing this kind of job requires me to be, quote-unquote, on, like, all the time. Mm. And uh, I didn't get a day off this week because I had training on my day off that I had to go to. So this week was hard. But I think on the whole, things are going okay, though. Like, I do really like what I'm doing. 
my poor coworker had a nervous breakdown this week and had to go home. And that was kind of threw some things off, but you know, hopefully she's going to be okay. They're giving her till the end of the month to like see if she can handle it. And if she can't, then I don't know what we're going to do. Cause I told them I'm not going full time. Uh, that's yeah. my line. I'm not, I can't 25 hours right now is kicking my ass. So I don't blame you. I'm going to start working full time for the first time since I started at my last, my current job, I guess. Um, but it's a little different because it's not actually dealing with people. I don't have to deal with anyone besides my coworkers. That's, that's so nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. Like at least 90% of my energy goes toward customers or my coworkers who are complaining all the time. And this seems like a very self-driven job. I mean, like I'll be working with a couple other people, but it's not like it's not a lot of people and I don't have to tell them what to do. That's so <laughs> nice. And I think you're going to be a lot happier too. Cause I know yeah. things have been really rough. I think you're going to be a lot happier. Like, I don't think it's going to be a job that I'm going to keep forever, but it's a job to at least get me to a point where I can figure out the next steps. Um, because I really do want to go back to school, but I also don't know if I want to go back to school either. And then like, I really want to start my business. Like I want to start being in person and selling in person, but it's really hard to get my shit together when I'm constantly having a mental breakdown <laughs> and worrying about my job. Like it, it, I don't want to be worrying about my job anymore. I'm so tired. I'm beyond tired. Yeah. Fuck that. I hate capitalism. I do too. <laughs> the one thing I like a lot about my job currently is that I really, because I'm in education, I've really been building relationships with like parents and families. And that's been really good because I like talking to people. The paperwork is starting to come easier, which is good. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel kind of not necessarily like lost, but it's like, I like what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to do it forever, though. Yeah. We're, st- we're still trying to get pregnant, and that's been – that's a struggle in and of itself. You know, and each month you take a pregnancy test, and it comes back negative. And it's just – it's a lot. That's Sorry, lot. I'm, like, crying over here. <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a – you know, it's a episode about self-care, so – which this I find like the golden time. I'm I'm going to be completely real with our listeners here. Like it's so ironic to me, and it, to an extent that this is about self care, and that's something that I have not done for myself in like at least a week and a half, two weeks. Normally, I'm really good about taking time to like center and regroup and you know, light some candles and have some quiet time. And I have like failed at that this week. I don't think I've taken care of myself and not to brag or anything, but like a couple months now. (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) Like when I I came back from vacation, like I was gone for a whole week and I was still feeling like I needed more time to get myself back together because like I'm, I'm not running on I'm running on negative now. Like there's a debt here. 
It's yeah, I'm done with the mental breakdown though. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had one of those and it's, it's not, they're not fun. They're necessary sometimes I think, but they're not fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you've I'd, been in like crisis mode, I would say for at least a good month and a half. Ever since you got a new manager. Yeah. They've been, well, yeah, ever since my old manager left a couple months ago and then we got a new manager and like things were okay for a little bit, but she, it, no one's really happy there anymore. And ultimately it doesn't matter what's going on. I think beyond that, it's just that like, I don't feel like dealing with, with coworkers who just don't want to be there anymore. Like it just makes things so much less manageable to do anything like I don't oh for sure they don't want to be there then I don't want to be there like and like I could I the job was fine it was just like I there's nothing I can do to make people happier like that's literally not my job like management was failing I also don't want to like look at the grass is only greener on the other side sort of teal because I kind of end up doing that a lot so I don't want to act like this is like the next perfect thing and my life's going to be solved because it's not like, I'm not going to be paid any more than I'm being paid right now. And I mean, I'm going to be working full time, but like <laughs> my wage is, isn't going up and I don't, I'm going to have less time to do my Etsy. It's going to be a little complicated, but you'll figure um, it out. You always do. Yeah. yeah I mean, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it's not like the end of the world. There's plenty of other jobs that I could look into. But I just needed to get out of this job, like, ASAP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. My thing is, I just need to be patient with myself in my current position so that I give myself some slack. Because um, I'm way harder on myself right now than anybody else is being on me. Yeah. Um, which is always... You know, that's always hard. And uh, my poor boss last night, I was like about to cry at work because I felt overwhelmed. And she was like, please go home. Please go home and get some good sleep and we'll see you tomorrow. I don't yeah. know. Other things seem to be okay overall. Um, it's our pool is only open for like three more weeks and then it's going to close. And I'm really sad about that. But I'm also excited for fall. You know, I'm I'm ready for the seasons to shift. I'm ready for it to be cooler out. It's like walking through a pool of humidity right here. It's oh, gross. Today got a little better because we had like so many rainstorms and I guess eventually it just broke. But it's the humidity's been bad for like at least a couple weeks. So Oh yeah. That I don't I'm from the Midwest. I don't miss the humidity at all. Yeah. Where I'm at. And hey, you know what? You're coming to see me in three weeks. Less than that. Two weeks. Yeah. Like looking at my calendar. No, it'll be two weeks from Sunday. You're going to be here, which is really exciting. And I'm really excited about it. I'm also excited. My my poor husband, like he puts up with so much from me. I keep talking about it like nonstop. And he's like, yes, I understand. Owl is coming out. Yes, I understand. You're excited. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like no you don't yeah. understand I haven't had like much I'm gonna be real I haven't had much energy to be excited about it <laughs> yeah when I'm leaving work on the 25th I'll be like fuck yeah 
(laughs) (laughs) Probably not until then, because I still have to work two more weeks at my current job. And then, like, well, I I mean, arguably, (laughs) let's You could just walk, but. (laughs) I'm probably going to roll out my sick hours. So. Yeah, I, I would personally because companies aren't obligated to pay those. I've never worked a job where they've paid me my sick hours. And, I um, haven't either, at least willingly. I came back and harassed the shit out of them <laughs> about, the, about it. And then I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, twice. I, would just, I would just use those bad boys up and take some time off. That's my hope. And it's not like quote-unquote punish me if they want but like i really don't care yeah exactly (laughs) like i yelled at my boss yesterday i was very proud of myself (laughs) yeah that's pretty epic i'm not gonna lie that's that you basically did what i wish i could have done to my last manager to his face i mean my coworkers were very like (laughs) ooh. i mean i wasn't the only one to yell at them so i felt a little better not being alone because they were meeting with everyone individually about like their union busting shit. And yeah, as someone who has worked my ass off doing this, (laughs) being told that something that is against their policy, which is illegal was, um, it was a tipping point. I'm going to be real. And the way that they talked to me was so demeaning and so belittling and, like, you could see the fear on their face. And I just ate it up. I was just like, fuck I love you. that. I love <laughs> that. Like, oh, yeah. You know what? Another thing. And another thing. And also this thing. And also you're breaking the law. Like, eat shit. So that was fun. Good for you. Good for you. That's huge. That takes a lot of a lot of guts. And that's really good. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Something just kind of broke, I guess. I just – I think something just – was that, thera- was that therapeutic for you? Oh, yeah. I felt – so I feel like the one thing that was holding me back from leaving and, like, contemplating – like, I, I even th- – like, I had my interview for the job I accepted yesterday, and I had this fleeting moment where I was like, maybe I should just stay and figure it out, but, like, I don't think it's going to get any better. <laughs> but I felt – you know, I felt obligated to do something about it. Like I felt obligated to change like my situation. And I felt really guilty about not speaking my truth, which I feel is like a value um, of Loki's, you know, like I felt like I was, I was doing a disservice as a Loki's person and not speaking out against injustice. And I kept getting cards like tarot cards um, about that. Like, Lots of King of Swords and lots of, like, um, wands, too. You know, just, like, Mm -hmm. speaking out against things that were not right. And I felt guilty um, because I felt like I was being a coward. And, like, what I'm doing is scary, but, like, it takes a certain level of, like, speaking. And I wasn't really speaking out. I was kind of just letting it happen. I mean, yesterday was not me just letting it happen. Like, I, but it didn't matter in the end. Like, I figured it wouldn't matter even if I did say something. But the fact that I could say something and say it to their face and watch their reactions um, 
was yeah therapeutic i don't think it's going to go anywhere because our conversation just went in circles nothing got fixed um nothing is going to be fixed from that conversation and you know nothing's going to change it's still going to be really shitty there things are just going to get so much worse um but you know i felt less powerless then just because i spoke out against that's so good i'm so proud of you that's so good i felt like instant relief walking away from the table like and then i felt like loki being like yes (laughs) (laughs) like one um i think it declaration like 127 or that line in the halva mall and when you see evil speak out against it that kept ringing in my head and i was like why (laughs) well you did it though I did it. Yeah. You did it. And that's huge. Yeah. That's really huge. I also like left a lot of passive aggressive notes around um, <laughs> last night after I closed the store. And I did. They're like, we need you to help, like, help enforce these policies. And I was like, no. So I didn't do it at all. I was like, fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> well, it's so good you're getting out of there too. So. You can yeah. kind of burn it as you walk away. Yeah. It's no, a very that's really, Loki's person thing to do, I think. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. I finished the shawl. That was actually really exciting, and I kind of want to talk about it because I'm really proud of myself. I have never knit lace before. Like, never. And this one was a lace shawl, and it had beads. And mm. I made it for Segan. And um, it has so many mess ups. But if you look at it as a whole, you can't actually tell the mess ups, which I was really impressed with. Like you have to look for them. And I'm not going to point them out to people, obviously. Um, but I'm so pleased with myself for sticking with this project, seeing it through to the end, not ripping it out every time I messed up, but like pushing through, um, doing the beads. Because beads with knitting, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but you have to use like a size 13 crochet hook and size Mm. E beads and you have to thread it on each individual stitch. Um, So it really slows you down. And if you're not careful, you drop stitches, uh, which is a pain in the ass, especially on lace, I discovered, because there were a couple of places where I dropped stitches and I had to figure out okay, was that a yarn over or was that a knit two together? What was that? Um, And I had to like take time to like rebuild it. But I'm really, really proud of myself and I don't have pictures up yet online for it, but I'm really pleased and she's really pleased, um, which makes me really happy. And she's kind of like claim to any lace projects going forward because now I've been bitten by the lace bug and that's Mm -hmm. all I want to (laughs) knit. For the record, cool. For the record, I did not use lace weight yarn. I do not have the patience for lace weight yarn. I don't know if anybody listening has ever seen how thin that is, but think of your dental floss and then make it smaller. And that's lace weight. And uh, Mm -hmm. I refuse to work with that. So I do all my shawls and stuff in fingering weight, uh, which is sock yarn. Yeah. So really proud of myself. Thank you. Yeah, I sent pictures to Al because I was like, look at what I made. 
Um, <laughs> it's funny. I've been a knitter for over 20 years and to finally do my first lace project felt huge. You should, um, we should post it on the, we should post it on the Instagram. We so should. Um, yeah. I'll send some pictures over and we can post on there. I actually wrote a blog post about it too. So yeah. Yeah. I've had to slow down with my yarn spinning because I threw my shoulder out. I actually start physical therapy next week for it, um, which is really annoying. I'm supposed to go get x-rays done, but I want to talk to the physical therapist first and see if that's actually necessary. Because yeah. if it's not, I'd rather not. Just I mean, if it's, it's muscular, expensive. they're not even going to see it on the x-ray Exactly. Anyway. That's what my doctor... I thought my doctor was crazy when she was like, oh, it could be your rotator cuff. I'm like, it's not my rotator cuff. It's the muscles. And I know it's the muscles because I can stretch it out. And if I stretch it out, it stops hurting. And it's only when I do certain repetitive exercise, like things, right? Like my, like my spinning, I hold my shoulder a certain way. Or like if I'm on my phone and I'm not careful about my posture, it upsets my shoulder. So yeah. I'm like, I don't want to go get x-rays for that if I don't have to. We should probably get on to our topic, though. Probably. Yeah, All right, so, so we're talking self-care and Freya. Originally, like, we are going to just do, like, a blanket self-care episode where mm-hmm. it was just, like, just self-care. But then we realized it was a much bigger topic than um, it... <laughs> It's a huge topic. Like it is. Um <laughs> it would have been such a long episode. Yeah. It Well, also we're separating it between like Freya and Segan. Um cuz we feel like they're both kind of like self-care goddess, uh goddesses. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. So today's episode we're actually focusing on the pagan self-care end of things like with your spiritual life and balancing that with your regular life and um, just kind of taking care of yourself in that regard so I feel like the emphasis um, when I'm working with not Segan God when I'm working (laughs) with Freya um, has always been about boundaries like period I think and boundaries is a very difficult uh topic to get into especially for former well I'm not gonna say former I'm still a very bad people pleaser because when you're people pleasing and you're like in your fawning or flight or fight or flight mode boundaries is the last thing that you want to do when you don't enforce them it's it just erodes over time and your relationships become toxic and your self-respect also diminishes which is it's hilarious that we're talking about this today because yet another issue where I did not put up the proper boundaries I mean I I feel like I did but like the other side of the coin is those people have to respect your boundaries and when they don't you get to leave them yep exactly (laughs) boundaries was something that I struggled with for a really really long time Um, And it took a lot of work in therapy for me to get to a point where now I do set boundaries. And they're not maybe as firm as they should be in a lot of cases. But I am hitting a point where like, if something is crossing the boundary I set up, I just turn and walk away. I don't try to argue with anyone. I don't. I'm like, you know what? I'm out. 
I haven't really, I feel like when you're in customer service, you haven't, you don't really get a chance to put up boundaries as much. No, it's true. Um, you don't. Because not only do the customers not like being told one minute, but like the coworkers don't either because you're just constantly on call. Like you can't just, like you can't just not have a shift, I guess. You can't just be, we're like, my manager was starting to schedule people outside of their availability, which is like the ultimate crossing of boundaries. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I think this relates to Freya mostly because she is, (laughs) she's a lot of the time she's like the first one to be sacrificed whenever the gods like need to bargain for something. Um, (laughs) She was what she was offered to the to um thrym right um mm-hmm. yep when thor needed his hammer back and so loki arranged to for you know freya to be married to thrym and she was like fuck no <laughs> <laughs> just because she's like you know the most beautiful goddess and everyone pines after her the wall story she was involved oh, yeah. with the wall story. They had promised, um, well, if you can't, I forget who was building the wall, but it was like a wall around Asgard. And uh, they were like, well, if you get this wall built in X number of months, you can marry Freya. And Freya <laughs> was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Here we go again. And that's where the horse <laughs> story with Loki comes from, too, because Loki was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. They have an interesting relationship, for sure. They definitely do. Like they were both kind of used as scapegoats in a in a weird way, because Loki was always like the one to fix up, fix like the things that the gods messed up, and then mm-hmm. Freya was the one that they would throw under the bus because they need something. Um, and Freya isn't, um, as you may or may not know, is not Aesir. She is Vanir, and um, I'm pretty sure it's like historically attested in the lore that she was like given to the Aesir after the Aesir Vanir war. And so she never was really born into Asgard. She was kind of given to Asgard and it seems like she has like a really complicated relationship with the other gods, just like Loki does in a way they're kind of parallel. I feel like. I I agree. I think so. One of the things I always really like about Freya is that she's very much, in my experience, I'm only speaking from my experience, right? I work with her periodically, but she's very much about like autonomy over yourself Mm -hmm. and like taking charge of yourself and not letting other people, this goes with the boundaries thing, you know, not letting other people take that away from you. The first time I ever really worked with her, I I really couldn't tell the difference between her and Loki, to be honest, because they had such similar energy signatures, I guess. And I feel like even if it was just for a moment, their lessons were kind of in line with each other. Like they were tag teaming. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was very weird. That started to, that started to, um, I don't know. They've started to feel a lot more separate recently. Um, they're only because I feel like they were kind of at odds with each other recently. And I don't, I mean, I don't know why it's not my business, but like, (laughs) 
<laughs> like clearly they like they're not like bosom buddies, but I feel like Loki can steal her wardrobe and she lets him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I'll never forget the time that I met her. Like the first time she popped up, I was in the astral and I was talking to Segan and me and Segan, like I work very, very closely with her. Um, and so we were sitting at a table drinking tea and getting ready to do shadow work because that's what we do. And all of a sudden Freya shows up and I didn't know who she was. And Segan got out of her seat and Freya like slid in and was <laughs> like, hi, we're going to start by making a list. And mm-hmm. I was like, who are you? <laughs> What's happening? I actually had to verify with Owl. Like I, the next day I texted you. And I was like, hey, <laughs> who is yeah. this person? I, yeah, I was shocked because I remember you saying like, She's never really called to you before, so Mm-mm. no, she I hasn't. Like, it was... Sometimes I feel like the gods just kind of slide in and out of our like human relationships too. <laughs> they do. Well, because she's not always around for me, like Segan is or like Loki is. Like she's very much come and go. Um, but mm-hmm. usually, when she shows up, it's for some important reason or another. We do a lot of list making. Um, because I, that's the kind of person I am. I like making lists. I like being able to check them off. So she gives me homework, which I was like, what? What do you mean homework? And it was all about like self-reflection and self-care. And, um, you know, what am I, what was I not setting up in my life that was draining me because I wasn't setting up those boundaries? And she really forced me to look at kind of where I was to create those boundaries and to figure out what I actually needed and to not feel selfish taking what I needed. She's interesting. I like her a lot. The bit of interaction I've had with her, I like her a lot. Freya, for me, started coming in around the time that I was doing a lot of inner work. It was like last dark season, so like October time. And she started showing up and I think we had like a Freya bloat uh, with my kindred, and that was <laughs> that was like her entryway, I guess. Well, no, I take that back. I think I was already starting to like work with her because I had a vision of her, which I don't even have visions. <laughs> like, I don't usually even have any of that sort of stuff. But she just kind of showed up, and like I saw her with like like I saw her in, in like you know my mind's eye. And she had, like, long hair and was beautiful. And she showed up, and I didn't really understand why. <laughs> and I was like – at first I didn't – I didn't even, like, think about working with Freya because I, I'm not really a feminine person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I had a whole thing where I was like, I can't work with another goddess. Like, I didn't even – I didn't even get into working with Segan. Like, she would just politely, like, smile and nod if <laughs> I ever, like, felt her nearby. Uh, and then Loki would even speak for her, like, often. She He would just be like, Segan likes this. Like, I wasn't working with goddesses at all. That's the point. And she kind of, like, slid into my DMs. And <laughs> it felt like it was the answer that I didn't know that I needed was to be more along the line of divine feminine. And I mean divine feminine in the way that it's not like I am non-binary. Like this is not 
I don't think I don't think it's a binary thing. I think there's two sides of energy. And I feel like even Freya can embody like the divine masculine in the same way. It's just a more balanced, you know, way of looking at things is by working with both sides of them. Um, but also like finding the gray areas. But also she made me feel emotions that I have not felt in a very long time. <laughs> like the moment she started coming in, I feel like I've had so many emotional breakthroughs that I, I, it's like completely different from what I had with Loki. Like he would make me feel things, but like Freya, like just took it to the next level. It was as someone who has like a lot of repressed emotional, you know, shit. He, she was certainly like one to like uproot my completely rearrange my life. <laughs> She she strikes me as the kind of goddess who's very passionate about things. And yeah. I think that passion carries over into what she does with us. And that's probably part of why she elevates those emotions so high for you. So boundaries. What? Yeah, so boundaries. Um, going back to that, the ways in which we kind of enforce them, I guess, spiritually... First, like the obvious, you know, setting up wards and shields. Mm-hmm. And always, always cleansing your space. Spaces. Yep, always cleanse your space. At least that's what I do. I like to cleanse my space. I have wards and shields set around my house. Um, you know, I salted the doorways, <laughs> so it's it's important because you don't want as. As Al said, that's a type of boundary. You don't want certain things crossing into your space. One of the first lessons that I learned in boundaries, I wasn't even setting up wards because I was like, I don't need that. The gods will protect me. And that's not true. Um, (laughs) The gods were like, you're going to (laughs) learn. Yeah, you're going to learn today. That was like the first lesson I ever learned, like with spiritual boundaries was like not every spirit is here to help you just like every person is not here to help you i feel like there's two kinds of spiritual practitioners there's the people who are like spirits are good all the time but like you wouldn't invite a stranger in to your space like to have tea time no i I find those are the people who tend to be love and light not that there's anything wrong with being love and light but i feel like it kind of negates the reality which is that just as spirits are not always helpful other entities and other energies are not always helpful either. And right. uh, you have to take control of that into your own hands. I pretty much shield and ward my space at least once a month, mm-hmm. if yep. not more. Pretty much. Yep. Like lately, I've been probably doing it at least a couple times a week because I am super paranoid. And a lot of the things that I'm carrying with me, I feel from work and all the negativity that's been going on there, I feel like I'm like, constantly bringing it home and not just because like I'm susceptible to it I just feel like I need to cleanse myself there's a lot of chaotic energy happening right now Mm -hmm. and And it's I think it's only going to get worse as we as the veil continues to thin doing that cleansing thing like stuff clings to you I don't know some people don't realize that but it does cling to you like static electricity will yeah and so cleansing it is like taking the dryer sheet and running it over you to get rid of it that was a weird analogy i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) 
I have laundry on the brain, apparently. <laughs> I have to, I've started wearing dresses and I have to take a dryer sheet to my dresses because otherwise they stick to my leggings. And it's the same oh. thing with negative energy because it'll stick to you and it'll carry and you got to get rid of that. <laughs> there you go. Great analogy. I never, I never knew that you, you would have to do that. That like mm-hmm. I literally have been spending my entire Ren Fair life with leggings underneath my dresses and they've been sticking to my legs and now I know. Mm-hmm. Do you just yep. like run them over? Yeah, you just take like a dryer sheet and you just run it along your leggings and then the underside of your dress and it gets rid of that static cling. I have this one dress that I really, really like, but it clings really, really badly. So, but yeah, that's um, a type of boundary. <laughs> Cleansing is a type yeah. of boundary. I mean, this is the most exaggerated metaphor. I feel like in general, when we're talking about all of this, like, wow, this is a huge topic. (laughs) I keep thinking of all these things. Like, there's people. Like, not everyone is here to help you. Mm -mm. And not everyone, even if they have good intentions, should be your friend. I've had to learn that the hard way this year. uh, And I constantly have to relearn it. That not everyone that comes into your life is supposed to teach you a good thing. Yeah. Sometimes people are just draining or they do have a malicious intent. And even like the kindest intent, if it's gone about the wrong way, it can be malicious. Which yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that they just think they're doing you a kindness when really they're making your life harder. I think you're talking about bringing work home. I think that's a really key thing to work on with boundaries is keeping your relationships and your work separate. Right. Like I'm trying to learn that when I get home, I don't need to think about work. That is my time to spend with my husband, to spend with friends, my dog, whatever. And work needs to stay at work. But also sometimes work is too much and it can't stay at work because Mm -hmm. it's literally draining the life out of you. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it's really hard to leave work at work when your body feels like it's dying and yeah. you're sick all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. It's um, it's a kind of balance, too, with, like, I'm just going off our outline, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, it's kind of a balance, too, like, that whole relationships and work. It's kind of the same with your spiritual life. Like, what is the mundane and what is actually spiritual? And where do they cross over? And where do they not need to cross over? Because... I don't know. Sometimes there are aspects of my mundane life that I don't want mixing with my spiritual life or vice versa. Like, if that makes sense. Can you like not, can you elaborate? Not everything is a sign and not everything is going to be oh, yeah. earth shattering, I think is what oh, I'm yeah. trying to say. And like, True. you have to have boundaries so that you can be able to understand when it is actually something and when it's not something. True. Yeah, yep. paranoia is not good for anyone. Correct. As someone who deals with paranoia on a semi-regular basis, sometimes it's good to just take a step back and be like, wait a second. Right. Where am I? And where is this coming from? I think it's interesting to point out that if you feel stuck spiritually, it could be because you're not actually dealing with what's happening in your life. And you're using um, your spirituality as like, a scapegoat or vice versa it goes the other way too like if you're not dealing with something spiritually and you're using your day-to-day life to make excuses for it 
that's going to get you nowhere. I seem to swing back and forth on that pendulum a lot. I, it will be the simplest thing in the mundane that I won't even realize what's going on. And sometimes I'll be sitting there with my cards or whatever, trying to figure it out. I mean, usually Loki or someone has to like wing a bat over my head to get me to see it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like even the smallest things, like I'm not doing my laundry often enough will inhibit me from being anywhere near connecting to my gods. And also, it, I feel like it, I, the way that I look at it is like people who practice Hellenism have a uh, word to describe this. It's called like miasma. And it's where they like you can go as extreme as not watching R-rated movies or things that are violent or, you know, things that like put your mind at, in distress um, mm-hmm. or things are that are quote unquote impure and that's a really people kind of deal with that as they will it's not like exactly like you have to be pure to approach the gods but it's a lot easier to have things off of your mind like not weighing so heavily before you approach the gods so in a way that kind of just works because if you if you do approach the gods and you're not dealing with life like it's going to be even harder to hear them Mm -hmm. you know it is. It's a lot harder. Like, if I'm thinking too much about work, I can't hear the gods. And I've actually, over time, have learned to, like, compartmentalize as well. It's one of the coping skills I've learned is how to take things and put them in separate boxes, so to speak. And I find that if I'm able to do that with the knowledge that I'm going to deal with it later, it makes it so that I can deal with what I need to in the now without my thoughts racing or spiraling. I... I'm really bad at that. Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm guilty of like, I daydream. I daydream a lot. Like, I know it sounds silly. Like, wow, Raven, you're in your 30s and you still daydream. It's like, well, yeah, I do. Because sometimes things are overwhelming. And that's a nice little way to cope with it. But I do always know when to set that aside. And when I need to focus on, you know, whatever's at hand as well. I feel like there's a good line between a healthy amount of dissociation and mm-hmm. I mean, okay. There's there's a there's a really thick line between dissociation and you know, dealing with your life. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's a balance thing. I think with self-care it's like a balance thing. Like for me it's a balance thing because I cannot be on 24 seven, you know, I can't be dealing with the disasters of the world constantly. I can't, you know, be dealing with crises at work constantly, or, you know, with the fact that, you know, elections are coming up or any of that stuff. Like we're not meant to deal with that sort of thing all of the time. And so I let myself have my little escapisms right off to the side, my little zone out moments so that I can kind of regroup. But it it is a line. It is a line. And you have to know where that line is. And you have to be able to enforce that line. Social media kind of makes you feel like you have to be on all the time. Mm -hmm. It does. The way that our society has kind of evolved out of social media, there's like a sort of righteousness that comes out of being on all the time. Like, I'm going to go 
for Tumblr right now. Like, yep, that's where my brain went to was Tumblr. <laughs> I don't know how many like, times I have gotten on there and it's one thing after another after another. Well, if you don't sign this petition or if you don't reblog this or if you're not yeah, out yeah. doing XYZ, then you're a then shitty you're a human bad being. Person. And yeah. I'm like, this is not why I get on these websites. I don't get on here to be berated. I get on here to look at cute cat pictures. Like, you know, <laughs> Facebook is just as bad. Facebook is, I mean, Facebook is like, both of them are kind of our generation, I guess. I'm they sure are. TikTok's the same, same way. Yeah. Like, oh, you're, you're in the wrong because you're not thinking of this niche topic. Like, it's one thing when you're literally insulting an entire population of people. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing when you're not up to date with literally everything that's going on in the world because you need to take care of yourself. Like, yep, I like I know what's going on, but I can't sit here and be ingrained in it all the time. And I'm not going to allow that to happen. No, because I have to work and I have to function in the world. I can't just sit around and dread the world. That's just not helpful and it's Mm-mm. not it's not a way to help anyone actually. Like it's if you can't help yourself, you can't help other people. Exactly. Like I I am doing much better limiting my time on social media. Like I'm a Twitter whore, I'm not gonna lie. I love Twitter. I've been on Twitter since two thousand nine. It is it was my first real social media website. I always go back to it. But I have tailored my experience on there so that I am only getting like, and some people will say this is a bad thing, right? But I'm only getting select things that I want to see because I don't want to be bombarded with news every time I open up something that's supposed to be fun for me. Yeah. It's just how it is. And I've, I've actually gotten better limiting my time on it and on Tumblr. I think I only check Facebook like once a week now which has been really good for me because I just can't deal with it. Online anything. I feel like online fandom is a really, Uh, like it can be really toxic if not used in balance. Like Mm -hmm. online paganism is even, it's getting even worse because a lot of people don't know where to go for in-person things and they become so ingrained in their niche. Like I wrote about this on the blog, check it out. But um, like they get <laughs> so ingrained in their niche that they don't even know what to talk about with people who are out in the like actual physical world doing these things because they, they get into these like echo chambers where like if you go in to meet another pagan who doesn't practice online, like they practice in with human beings, like in the real world, they don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to Tumblr. Okay, so this is something I do on Tumblr. So I check the Loki and tag periodically, and then I check the Marvel Loki tag periodically. And let me tell you, the amount of just horrid stuff that is on both of those tags, like it's just you're mining through. Thing. Yeah, you're mining through <laughs> to find the gold parts, and they're few and far between. It's so much just picking at each other or like you said with the Lokian stuff or the pagan stuff, like if you don't practice this way, you're doing it wrong or, you know, it's just a fandom space is not a safe place. And I think 
the internet does us a lot of disservices in a lot of ways. Like I'm thankful for it because that's how I met you. Yeah. Right? But like in so many ways, like we're not meant to be plugged in and hit with all of these fightings and arguments and news. And we're, we're not, humans aren't meant for that. Right. It's really hard to be spiritual when you're like that, though, too. It is. There's a whole, there's whole, you know, religions based off of being at peace, like Buddhism. I'm going to generalize here just because I I actually don't know too much, but I I would assume that like Buddhist monks aren't on social media a lot and they have reasons because that's not, that's inhibiting their spiritual time. Like me worrying about what Karen from, fucking scotland is doing like (laughs) in her spiritual practice is not conducive to my spiritual practice because we're not the same person and also who the hell are you (laughs) right exactly who and that's where again those boundaries come in and taking care of yourself i think it's important to know when to walk away for sure I think that's a really big one to know when to walk away. Yeah. You're not going to really find me on social media as much. I, I've kind of inched my way back into Facebook a little bit just to be connected with people I do care about um, that aren't on my, yeah, they're, they're like, I can go and hug them and get coffee with them or besides yeah. you. I mean, yeah. Well, and a couple yeah, other people. <laughs> Soon you'll be um, able to. Yes, <laughs> we'll go get coffee. Yes. It'll be fun. I'll have to no, get decaf I'm, coffee though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm trying to cut caffeine too. No, but um, I'm kind of the same way. Like if you look at my social media stuff at this point in my life, my Tumblr is literally just Marvel shit. I don't even bother updating my pagan Tumblr anymore because I feel like there's not really kind of a point to it. Um, yeah. And then like my Instagram is literally just knitting projects and selfies. It's like all I do and all I follow on Instagram is our artists and knitters. I mean, all I do is market on Instagram and TikTok. Like I don't really, I mean, the downside with TikTok is like you have to figure out what the algorithm is pointing toward. And so having like a good understanding of like TikTok is better to be like on marketing and stuff. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's I also have like a time limit on my TikTok. I don't, I don't spend more than two hours on it and then it'll shut off. Um, <laughs> That's good though. But, yeah. But also like trying to be better about it, but like I'll have to bypass it sometimes when I'm making TikToks for my Etsy store. Yeah. <laughs> Cause well, it that's takes like forever. Ex- that's like an exception, I think. Yeah. It's but then sometimes you- I bypass it and I'm like, oh, I can watch this other TikTok too. So yeah, trying. Yeah. Trying. It's not like you're watching <laughs> Dylan Hollis TikToks for like five hours at a time. Yeah, I try not to. I um, don't know. TikTok reminds me so much of Vine. I was on Vine a lot when Vine was a thing with the six second oh, limited video. Those were like yeah. my favorite. Those are the best. Yeah. And they were like so much more memeable, I feel like. They were. Yeah. I don't know. I get on to find music more than anything. I'll listen to the music in the TikTok videos and be like, oh, that's catchy. I should you know look that up yeah that is one thing i really like about tiktok is the audios i think that's really cool i really like i mean i'm a musician so i really like having 
that access to a bunch of fun audios. Um, and also, like, I feel like it's a very personal um, social media. Like, you're not talking to some random avatar on the internet. Like, you're you can literally see the person's face. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that is a benefit. Um, and for me personally, like the amount of social media posting I do is always intentional. It's always something that I wrote or something that is very thoughtful. I don't share just random shit like news articles. People can find them. They don't need to find them through my Facebook. They can literally figure it out themselves. And also like, I'm not a newscaster. Like I can comment on it, but I, it like for what? (laughs) So I can like be back in my little echo chamber and be patted on the back about my political views I don't yeah I don't think so you don't know tying this in with boundaries and stuff you don't owe anyone your time and energy either yeah and that's people online and people in real life you don't owe anyone your time you don't owe like, anyone anything no you really don't <laughs> unless you're, really you're don't. making an oath <laughs> yeah which is don't do that unless you're going to take it seriously because yeah. <laughs> those those are some serious commitments. Those but beyond really that, serious, like yeah. you you should never do things because you feel obligated. That's both spiritual and in person. And you don't owe anyone including deities. You know, I hate I hate kind of saying that, but like you don't always inc- need to owe your deity all your time and energy either. Like yeah. and if they truly want to work with you they will understand that yeah i mean also if they don't understand that i would argue that you should probably do a little bit more discernment just Mm -hmm. because yep i've never had that issue (laughs) i'm gonna be real like loki crosses plenty of boundaries but he's never been misunderstanding of of my personal Mm -hmm. needs in fact he lays down more boundaries for myself than i have ever laid down on like (laughs) Like on behalf of myself than I've ever laid down for myself. He'd be like, he'd be like, you are not in a good space right now. We're not going to talk. And I'll be like, but and he's like, no, like hey, go so take care of yourself. <laughs> go touch grass, bitch. Like go fuck off. Like do something else. <laughs> I um, I I have had to. At one point, I did have to set boundaries with him because he woke me up at like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, ch- chatting uh. nonstop. I'm not a morning person. And then he was like, hey, you need to tell Al this thing, by the way. And I was like, sir, it's not even like 8.30. Like, what the fuck? And so he and I had a very long chat about that. And I was like, look, 11 o'clock onward, unless somebody is dead or dying, 11 yep. o'clock onward. And then there's also been a time or two where I have just been so exhausted and he's wanted to chat and I've had to be really honest and just be like, I don't have the mental capacity to like keep up with you right now. (laughs) And then he's, he's usually pretty good about that too. Yeah. He does talk a lot. (laughs) Especially (laughs) I've made a point like I, God, I love him so much, but also like whenever I am trying to go to bed, like, I will hear him yammering on. And like, I usually don't hear him that well, but you know, that point where you're trying to sleep and you're also like trying to, you're also like awake though. Like mm-hmm. that's the that best little time to twilight. hear the gods. Yep. And that little twilight He certainly area. makes use of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
my thing is, yeah. what was I doing? I was just recently, actually, he, like, showed up, and I was just really tired. I think I was coming home from work. I think it was, like, last week. And he was like, hey, do you want to talk, or do you want me to just sit here? And I was like, can you just sit there? <laughs> like, sit there and look pretty while I'm driving. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. But he's yeah. so understanding, and I think that's a good thing. And the people in your oh, yeah. life, too, if you have to set those boundaries and just be like, hey, I can't deal with this right now, they should be understanding of that as well. Yeah. they. And if they're not, like, that's always a really bad red flag. Mm-hmm. I learned that so many times the hard way, like, just go the other way. Yep. You don't owe them anything. You don't owe If they anyone. don't understand it, when you keep laying it down run faster like mm-hmm. please go yep <laughs> yep exactly you're hanging out with the wrong people i think too it's good to point out that you should have times of rest in between things just not doing anything can be good but it can also be hard that is another thing that's kind of a problem in modern society is going to do nothing like I'm going to blame capitalism here. Like you, when you get home, you always feel obligated to be productive. And, Mm -hmm. and like, there's like an aspiration to be productive. Like you're not going to see dirty homes on Instagram, right? You're going to see like stark white homes that probably smell great. Or you'll see pristine lawns in your neighborhood. I'm making this very personal. There's a fucking neighbor that who mows his lawn. Like every fucking day, like every day I've seen him outside mowing his lawn and I hear it too. Like that's the next level. Like I am in a middle class white neighborhood and this is what is going on. I don't want my lawn to look like that. I mean, I do, but like I don't have the time for it. (laughs) There's just like capitalism has etched its way into everyone's brains and in a way it's terrifying because – you start to feel guilty for it not being the way that everyone else is doing it. Like, you truly do. Or like you feel guilty for not doing anything. I had a conversation with Loki early on in my practice about that where I was just, I was so tired one day and I was sitting in my desk chair and I was just staring at the bed and all I could think was I need to be doing something. I should be doing something. I should be cleaning or I should be lighting candles or something. And Loki was just like, you know, breathing counts as doing something. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) But it's true. Like, doing nothing sometimes counts as doing something. I, in fact, most of the time when I'm doing nothing, it's like the most spiritual time that Mm -hmm. I have because, like, eventually the quote-unquote monkey brain will shut off after the initial, like, yammering and the painful part is getting after that and not doing anything because of the yammering. But once you bridge that gap, like I go to a gathering every year where phones aren't allowed. I mean, they're not allowed, but I, I, I don't have a watch, so I have to carry it around anyway. But I don't I like turn it. I turn it on like, you know, um, do not disturb or actually airplane mode. I'm pretty sure because there's no signal anyway. But like. The first initial like night where I'm not on my phone before going to bed is so hard because my brain will not shut the fuck up. Like it, but the next night's perfect sleep. 
always. Like, just got to bridge that gap and then you'll find some sort of peace. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I have started taking time in my day where I put my phone in do not disturb mode. And I use that time for uh, for myself to like reconnect. Yeah. And it's nice. And it's hard because you want to keep checking your phone. I don't know if for you if it's like a nervous habit. But for me, it's like a nervous habit. I'll get anxious. Yeah. And so I'll check my phone to see if anybody's texted or whatever. Yeah. But once you get past that, it's nice. It's like a habit. I mean, you can break habits. It's mm-hmm. not – the world's not going to end because you didn't check your phone one day. Yeah. Like, exactly. I literally just – turn my phone off and if they're gonna need to reach me they're gonna have to figure out another way to reach me like or they can wait that's that's the end of that (laughs) um yeah exactly one thing that i learned um recently was from a friend of mine who learned from a friend of theirs named byron ballard um they're a pretty well-known pagan author and also pretty not really local but Eastern Coast based Appalachian area pagan. Um, and they said that they're like, you should only pick a couple hills to die on. Like, when it comes to, I'm going to think of like all the cancel culture basically. Like, there's so much you could cancel in your life. You can cancel animals, you can cancel like, the cruelty of, um, you know, different labor um, issues. You could also cancel anything that comes out of conservative Christianity. Like, uh, you could cancel anything. I mean, some things are pretty bad. Like, should definitely not be a turf. And you should also definitely stop, like, being hateful against people. Like, don't fucking be a dick like there's a difference between canceling something and being discriminatory i feel like Mm -hmm. yep there's Um, a huge difference there but in the end like when it comes to consumerism like there's only a couple hills that you should pick to die on like i know for me personally i will eat only chicken and turkey but i will not eat red meat like mammals um i can't do all of it I think that's a good point because if you do more than one or two things at a time, you're going to drive yourself insane. You'll be like paranoid. Yeah. And you'll like burn out and crash and it's not good for you and it's not good for anyone around you. I'm trying to think what kind of hills I have. I don't shop at Hobby Lobby. Like I refuse to shop at Hobby Lobby. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I know I have some, but I just can't think of them at the moment. Yeah. Some of them are impossible to ignore. Just because mm-hmm. no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah. Um, and also, I, mean, I don't have the funds to be anything more than, like, a basic consumer in the capitalist world. Because I don't have the money to have all organic, unprocessed food. Because, unfortunately, until that becomes less of a luxury... That's just how it is, you know? Like Exactly. It's just not – it's not sustainable. I know that personally, like, 
I don't support the Harry Potter franchise anymore. Um, when this last either. Fantastical Beast movie came out, my husband really wanted to go see it in theaters. And I told him that if he was going to go, he would have to go by himself because I refused to give money um, to that franchise anymore. And he ended up not going. Ugh, and I hate Harry Potter. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm so heartbroken that that happened, but I, I can't unsee the level same. of discrimination that is inherent in the actual plot i could go on about it but like that is horrible the entire plot is like the moment you see it you can't unsee it why are you supporting it yep so that's that's an ethical thing that i'll do Like how we talk about Loki so much in this episode, still even in like next episode, it's gonna be all about him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna apologize in advance for all of our listeners who thought we would give all the gods an equal opportunity. We are not equal opportunity employers here. (laughs) The problem is we're both god spouses, and that you know affects Uh, everything. Definitely. So you know, it makes it makes things. It's par for the course. It is. It really is. Yeah. So forgive us for that. But I definitely love I love Freya for almost as much as I love Loki. I I you know, I don't experience her as much because she's not my literal roommate. Um well, metaphorical, metaphysical roommate. I feel like I didn't really understand boundaries until I started working with her and boundaries is self-love. It's literally a way that you can even show love, which is something that we're going to talk about in our Segan episode about self-care, which is going to be the episode after this next coming episode, because this coming episode, we're going to record while we're together, talk about more Loki. So get ready and (laughs) (laughs) brace yourselves. (laughs) This will be the literal Loki episode. And also we're going to start doing mini series too. We're both going to be recording separate episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be more content, is what I'm saying, eventually, whenever mm-hmm. we figure it out. I know I'm going to probably be talking more in depth about heathenry and uh, devotional practices. Mine will um, all be witchcraft. So Witchcraft! <laughs> if you are tired of listening about just Loki, we will have other things <laughs> out. <laughs> yes, we, we do have a variety of topics that we do talk about, believe it or not. So I think you should go first with the rune pull of the month or of the episode. Yeah. Oh, that popped out. Hello. Um, I got tea was. It's literally just tear. Um, <laughs> so, wow, this has been coming up a lot in my... I've done so many... Um, readings lately about basically like justice and um 
Like, literally, the justice card has been coming up constantly. My first thought is, like, what goes around comes around. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of need for karmic retribution lately, personally, um, because there's been a lot of injustice that I feel like I've been dealing with, not just for myself, but, you know, for other people. Tyr is the god of justice and law, right? So, in a way, law is the sense of self-care and self-preservation um, because it keeps things in order. And I feel like, in a certain way, laying down boundaries and getting shitty things out of your life is certainly a way to lay down the law, literally, and also, like, get things back into the way that they ought to be in order to continue to function. That's a good pull. I'm curious to see what you're going to pull now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the deck I'm using today is actually a new deck that I just recently bought. It's the Antique Anatomy deck. Um, the Antique Anatomy Tarot. And I went ahead and shuffled and restacked. So we have the Nine of elix- Elixirs, <laughs> um, which in this deck, Elixirs is Cups. So this is the nine of cups. So this is a card of manifestation, contentment, and gratification. So basically what this is saying is that the material and spiritual matters are all intertwined with each other. And going forward in the upcoming month, um, if you put your energy and your focus into what you want to achieve and what you want to see happen, you will have success. Which I really like that, you know, this is a good time. The veil is starting to get thinner. We're not quite to the dead season yet, but once this airs, you know, we'll be halfway through August. So it is a good time to kind of put into motion things you want to see done, things you want to come about. Rest as you enter this place of calm. Rest as you set your worries to the side. There are leaves on a creek, drifting away with the current. Breathe in. Breathe out. Feel the energy of life that flows through you. Hail to Freya, goddess of love and self-realization. She who heralds us to be our best versions of who we are, who holds us to a higher self. Hail to Freya, we turn to thee. We ask for guidance as we work through our struggles, as we learn to love ourselves freely and without fear, as we work towards always moving forwards and caring for ourselves and for those around us. Hail to Freya, may we learn to be unapologetically who we are, as you are and who you are. May we hold your mirror of self-love, and find ourselves to be complete. Hail to Freya, guide us as we do the things we don't want to, as we face the tasks that are painful but necessary, as we learn to set our boundaries out of love for ourselves, as well as love for the people around us. Hail Freya, may we learn to grow through you. So you can find me on, well, I mean... You can find my store, Leaves of Yggdrasil, L-E-A-V-E-S, 
of OF Yggdrasil, Y-G-G-D-R-A-S-I-L Co. C-O. Um, on Etsy, you can also find me on Instagram and TikTok. Um, that's been really effective in getting my store up and running, so I'm pretty glad that I'm doing it, even though it's kind of annoying. Um, I also post weekly on our blog, which is theheathenandthewitch.wordpress.com. And you? Um, so I do run an Etsy shop. Uh, it doesn't get updated very frequently. My spinning has really slowed down, but it is Spirit Spun Yarns um, on Etsy. It also has an Instagram under the same name. If you would like to see my pretty knitting projects, you're welcome to look me up as Birdie the Knitter on Instagram. And yeah, that's about where you can find me. Um, cool. I do update weekly on the blog as well every Wednesday. Yeah, and I'm every Friday. Mm-hmm. And also, so, I mean, this episode was kind of late considering everything. Um, we usually aim to post every second Monday, but um, due to timing and vacations and blah, 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 um, we're posting the third Monday. So this is actually, like, not how it should be. Um, our main episodes, Yeah, life happens. And our episode... Our main episode with both of us together will always be the second Monday going forward unless shit happens. And um, we will make you aware, so just make sure you follow our Instagram on Heathen the Witch Podcast and our blog, and we will keep you posted about any changes to our airing dates. Yeah, I think that's, that's it. everything. Yeah. Yeah. You guys take care of yourselves, lay down the law, and, you know, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.